Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Honey Podcast. I'm your host, Lemon Price, creator of Pricelessly Imperfect, a Girl Power Alliance Field Advisory Board member, and a dog rescuer. This podcast is for Christian women who want to step into their kingdom leadership with all the confidence in the world. Inside, we're going to be talking about ditching antiquated views of womanhood as it relates to the kingdom, how to grow a business with God at the forefront, and stewarding all the provisions and talents God has given us so we can grow the kingdom. So whether you're a woman looking to launch your business or you're a seasoned pro, there's something here for you. Let's dive into today's episode together, shall we? I am so excited today to be here talking about how do you balance a work and your home life when you run a business, you've got small children running around, right? I say this as um, my boys are nine and almost 11. And I can tell you, I've been on both ends of the spectrum where I have run a full agency with 13 contractors working for me and, you know, a six figure plus client revenue stream kind of coming in while homeschooling. And then I've also done it while the kids are in public school. So I understand literally from both ends where you're at and what it is like to build a business. Um, I remember when my youngest was in preschool, he went to half day preschool. And so I only had oh my gosh, it was a 15 minute drive to and from school, right? So I had to drive him to the school and come back, right? That was 30 minutes and then drive him, drive back to school to pick him up and then come home. So he was only in school for 180 minutes and 60 of those minutes were spent on my commute. And so I had a very small, right? I had two hours a day to build a business while also being present. And so I say all that to say it's very possible to do both and to have both and be present fully in both because I've done both situations. So the very first thing I want to talk about is this quiet reflection time that you need to have because it is a lot to be the one primarily taking care of your house and primarily running your business. So you need to give yourself space for quiet time with the Lord. Seriously, whatever that looks like for you. So I know for me, there are times when, um, so currently the boys have to get up at 6 a.m. Their bus comes at like 6.30 in the morning. And so I will get up sometimes 5.15, 5.30, just to get a little quiet time in with the Lord. Uh, My friend Molly, she'll be on the next episode. Molly actually gets up at like 3 a.m. And she doesn't have kids yet, but um, she is she's running a full business and you know and taking care of her household, right? So, um, but she gets up at three a.m. That's um, also when she goes to the gym. But she will sit in her car for her quiet time, so that way it's comfortable, but not too comfortable that you want to go back to sleep. And so, whatever that looks like for you to get your quiet time in with the Lord, I recommend you you find that pocket of space. Um, I just wrote a blog post actually on some really good podcasts you could listen to. So one way that I get my quiet time in with the Lord is I will put on a podcast like the Daily Grace Co. has a really good one where they're going through the Bible. Um, And so I'll put that on while I'm listening or like doing the dishes, you know, or while I'm sitting here folding laundry, Um, whatever it is that I have to do to get that quiet time in. And it doesn't have to look Instagram worthy, right? Like you don't need 72 highlighters and have like a full, you know, Bible highlighting plan, which I do have, but you know, it's not necessary, right? 
to have these things. You don't need the perfect journal. You don't need the perfect blanket. You don't need the perfect like cup of coffee or tea or whatever you're doing. You just need to like get in the word and get into prayer. Um, One thing I always recommend is praying before you check your phone in the morning, right? So my alarm goes off. I will say a prayer before I even get out of bed and then I go get the kids up for school. And so, you know, like that's a really good way um, to just make sure that you've got this intentional time with the Lord. And if, if, you know, I have friends who have toddlers and they're like, you know, when newborns and they're like, it is really hard, you know, because there is a lot of attention and need, right? I'm in a space now where, you know, the boys can make things themselves. And so, you know, they are capable um, I was sick a few weeks ago and, you know, they they have an alarm and they're capable of getting themselves up and ready for school. And they've got, so they've got an alarm when to get up and an alarm two minutes before they have to leave for the bus is like a warning, you need to go type of a thing. And I was super sick and they managed to get themselves up and ready for school without me having to like be there, like watching them. And so if you're listening and you have toddlers, I promise your time is coming, but I wrote, you know, I know when they were super little and I had to do everything and anything for them. And so the quiet time that I got was not as frequent and maybe wasn't as in depth as I would like it to be, but I still made sure that it was a priority for me. And it was really helpful to have a supportive husband who would encourage me to go to Bible studies, who would encourage me to connect with other Christian women and to to build a community and a sisterhood to support me in that endeavor um, and would encourage me to spend more quiet time with the Lord. But wherever you can fit it in in your life, if you're listening to, you know, a you could listen to the an audio version of the Bible while you're driving the kids to school. You can you know, whatever it is that you need to do for you, make sure that first and foremost, you're prioritizing your relationship with the Lord. The next thing I want to encourage you to do is set firm boundaries. And I say this from experience because I didn't used to set boundaries. I have worked on Mother's Day because there was a client emergency. I have worked prior to my hysterectomy. I was on a call with a client because she needed something and I was the only person capable of helping her. So I tell you this because I was bad at setting boundaries. And I will tell you, when I first started my business, oh my gosh, in 2015 is when I started freelancing, right? So I'm almost a decade in at this point, which is really wild to say. But I set no boundaries with people because I was in such hustle mode. I was in you know, a place where I was like, I need to make money. I need to make this sustainable. Um, There were financial issues going on. And so I had to, I had to work really hard to keep a roof over our heads. And I can go into that story more later one day. But I was in full hustle mode. And so I was, you know, I was getting up at three, four o'clock in the morning to meet with clients overseas and then working till like nine, 10 o'clock at night because I had, you know, a client in California who needed me and I was East Coast. And so I tell you that because I have been there and what happened to me is it led to burnout. And when I say burnout, I don't just mean I felt really fatigued and I was frustrated and annoyed. I mean, I went to the hospital because I couldn't see anymore and I had migraines so severe that I was completely unfunctional. I was completely dehydrated. 
I was I was unwell. And the hospital put me on bed rest for three weeks. No phone, no email, no nothing. They were like, you just need to rest for three weeks, which was excruciating for me because I'm a very type A person. And so I want to encourage you to have really firm boundaries in place. So the first thing that I do at the beginning of every year is I will map out times that I'm traveling. I map out um, and I will block my calendar for that, right? So my calendar is blocked for the rest of the year for dates that I know I'm already traveling. I also block out family time. So I block out family time. I block out the time I go to the gym. So my calendar is literally blocked from like three o'clock in the afternoon until 9 a.m. the next day. And so on on school days, I don't have anything on weekends and I don't do anything on Sundays because of the Sabbath. And so I have this very limited window of time that I work and then I block out what I'm doing during that time. I mean, down to having flex time, time when I'm writing my blog post, time when I'm scheduling social, all those things are blocked in my calendar and they are non-negotiables for me because they have to get done. For my business to run, they have to get done. Then I put in... um long-standing meetings that I have. So like every Monday I have a team check-in. And so we meet from one to two o'clock Eastern. You know, I might do a little trading. We're doing we're doing different things. And so I'm meeting with my team every single Monday from one to two o'clock Eastern. It's a non-negotiable in my calendar. I have a prayer call I go to every Monday, non-negotiable for me. I am taking two different leadership programs right now. Those are blocked in my calendar as non-negotiables for me. And my phone automatically goes to do not disturb based on my calendar. My computer goes on do not disturb based on my calendar. And so I'm not getting notifications. I'm not seeing the emails. And I have very intentional time with the stuff that I'm doing because I put really firm boundaries in place because I've learned what it is like to not have firm boundaries in place. I have been there and I do not want that for you. So what are the firm boundaries that you need to put in place? Is it that you're only answering, you know, your emails at a certain time? I used to have my email set up that you would get an autoresponder that says like, I only check my emails twice a day or three times a day, right? I might check it first thing in the morning. I would check it like at lunchtime and then I'll check my email again, you know, at like three o'clock or four o'clock, whatever that was, right? When I, when I was running my agency and my time was a little bit more flexible. So Whatever that looks like for you, put the boundary in place. Because here's the thing is people are going to treat you however you allow them to treat you. And so if you do not respect your time, they are not going to respect your time either. And so I just want you to be really intentional with the time. And this doesn't just mean your clients. It means your family too. So my family knows, I actually share my calendar with my husband. So my husband sees what meetings I have, what is a non-negotiable for me, what I'm working on. So he doesn't call me in the middle of that situation. The only person who can get through to me during Do Not Disturb is um, the boys' school. They're the only ones who can get through my do not disturb because there's nothing that my husband can't wait for. Like heaven forbid he was an accident or something, right? Like, you know, and he knows he could just call me twice and then it would go through um, or, you know, send me an SOS text or whatever. But during that do not disturb time, when I'm intentionally writing or recording or meeting with my team, like everybody knows that I am unavailable because that is the priority right now because I have set that boundary for myself. So I want to encourage you to set boundaries for yourself and it is not going to hurt somebody's feelings. It is not going to make them not want to work with you. 
Um, and if it does, then that's not the person you want to work with anyway. You want to work with somebody who respects your time and your talents. And that includes, you know, clients and family, right? You want them to respect your business vision and you want the clients to respect your time as a professional. The next thing I want to talk about is prioritizing tasks. And so I didn't realize how often I was scrolling on social media and how much it was taking my time, you know, for engagement purposes and all these things, right? And so then things that were top billing weren't getting a a priority seat for me because I'd wasted time. And so you've got to prioritize what's important. And so now I have, right, so I just told you about my calendar, but I also have on my office while I have a whiteboard. This I wish I could show you a picture of it. But it literally has like week of, and then it lists all the meetings I have, dates, times, how long those meetings will take, all of my to-do lists and things that are a priority for me this week, how long those items are going to take, and then how much I'm working between my meetings and my to-do list. And so when I sat and mapped that out, so I just did that for myself for this week, right? And when I mapped it out, I was like, all of my priorities are only going to take 15 hours for this whole week. There is no reason that everything on my to-do list is not going to accomplish. And the way I decide what is a priority for me is like, what is building brand awareness? What is nurturing the leads that I already have? What is bringing in new leads? And then how am I supporting the people who have already invested with me? Like, what are those like money making activities and how am i how am i putting those intentionally first and so that's what i want you to do is what needs to come first what moves the needle in your business what move like and then also think about your house like what do you need to do for your home that is a priority um every thursday for me i have blocked in my calendar and you, you might laugh but I block off an hour in my calendar every Thursday because I go pick up my raw milk, butter, and cream from a local farmer. And so, you know, it takes me like 15 minutes to get there, 15 minutes to get home. You know, I never know if there's going to be more than one person there waiting. And so I just block a full hour just in case, right? Because then I got to come home, I got to put the milk up, I take the dogs out, and then I get back into work. Or like if I need to go grab lunch, um, this Thursday, I scheduled this really intentionally. I already have that hour blocked and we are dropping off um, some food items to a local homeless shelter because of a, a dinner that they're having on Friday. And so it is literally two extra minutes from where I go pick up the milk. And so I made sure to prioritize and fit those two in at the same time so I'm not running out twice and my time is efficient and I am prioritizing the important things, right? This is important to the community and it's important to my family. And so it takes precedent over stuff that has to happen in my business right now. And that's okay because I've already mapped out what is a priority in my business, how long that's gonna take and structured my week around it. The other thing that you can do is look at all of the things you're doing in both your home and your business and categorize them. So what is it that you need to do? What is important for you to do? What could you delegate? Could you delegate your laundry? Could you delegate cleaning? Could you could you switch up your grocery situation? Could you hire a VA to help you? Like what what can you delegate? And if you can't afford to delegate right now, that's okay. But make a list of what you want to delegate and prioritize it. 
What is the most important thing for you to delegate? What is taking up the most amount of time for you that is not serving you or your family or your business, right? For me, my biggest thing is dishes. I was spending a full hour hand washing dishes every day because I have four people in my house, right? And so there's a lot of meals going out. There's a lot of cooking that happening happens in my house and we didn't have a dishwasher. And so I was hand doing all these dishes And it was funny when I had my hysterectomy and my husband was in charge of doing dishes and he realized how much time this took. And he was like, your time could be spent way better. And so he's like, we need to solve this problem. Right. And so some nights we switched to paper plates to make it easier. But then he's like, we need a dishwasher. Right. The house we were renting didn't have one. And so he called our landlord. He was like, I have an extra dishwasher in my storage unit. You know, when we got married and combined households and things, we had all this extra stuff. And so he was like, can I put it in the rental? And he was like, yeah, as long as it, you know, it looks good. And so he literally built new cabinets to go around it, like a new cabinet. And then we refinished the counters in our rental because he saw that this was a waste of my time. Yes, it is important. We have clean dishes to work on, but it is not, a, it does not make a difference whether I hand wash those dishes or I load them into a dishwasher. And so what can you, what can you delegate? Right. Um, another thing for us. So I live out in the sticks, right? I'm very rural and the trash company does not come out to a lot of the places unless you are paying for them specifically. And so when we first moved here, we were taking our trash literally like every other day up to, they have like community dumpsters, right? And so we were doing that all the time. And then I I called the trash company because in my mind, I was like, this is going to be such a process. It's going to be so expensive for them to come out to the sticks. It is $45 a quarter for them to come out here and pick up my trash every week. And I was like, that is such, like, I probably spend $45 in gas for the quarter at least. I'm like, and then that's taking up, again, a full, like 20 plus minutes of my time. It is 10 minutes there. Then we're getting rid of trash, and then it's a full 10 minutes home. Like, I could easily do more important things. I mean, when I think about that, I'm like, even if I went just three times a week, that's an hour a week for a whole quarter, you know? So I'm now spending, oh my gosh, like 12 hours taking out trash when I could have saved those 12 hours, I could easily make $45 in 12 hours, right? And so I was like, I could outsource this to somebody else and it doesn't make a difference. And so what, what is it that you need to do? What can you delegate? And then look at what you can delete. What is not a priority? What is not something that needs to happen? Um, for me, right? It was endless scrolling on social media. And so I got a newsfeed eradicator. So I wouldn't do that. What is it that you need to delete? What is not top billing? Um, another thing for me is my book. So I have I had to put it on the shelf until Q2 um, at least because it does not fit what is a priority right now. Yes, it is important. I'm excited to get the book out, but it is just not a priority with everything else I have going on. And so I wouldn't say I deleted it, right? It's like on pause. It's on, it's on pause. It's, I deleted it from my Q1 tasks, right? And so what is it that you need to delete? What's not a priority right now? What is not serving you right now? 
delete it and feel peaceful about deleting it. Along those lines, the next thing that you could be doing is really just utilizing the resources you have available to you. So I one of my favorite resources has been Girl Power Alliance because it has so many courses on personal and professional development. It has live mentorship and I can access it all in one place. So like I am getting my coaching certification as a biblical leader and life coach all through Girl Power Alliance. I am taking a speaking program and I will be a certified speaker by the end of the year through this one resource that I have. And it's all Jesus focused, which I really love. And so what resources could you be utilizing? Who who do you need to lean on? Who is in your network? What is it that you need? What have you already purchased? What you know, can you automate? Like what resources do you have that you could be taking better advantage of right now? For me, it was for me, it was GPA because I was paying for so many courses. I was paying for so many mentors, so many coaches, all of the things. And now it's all in one neat, compact space for me. And I don't have to go outside looking, which has made my life 10 times easier because I know that what I need is readily available to me. And it's a one-stop resource for me to grow my business. And it has grown my business exponentially. I am just thankful that I found this resource. Um, If you need a resource like that, there's a link below to check it out. You can get a free sneak peek of it and everything and see if this would be a good resource for you. Um, But what, what resources could you be utilizing? How could you maximize the time that you do have? Because we want to be doing things as efficiently as humanly possible because we have so much responsibility, right? When you feel this calling to run a business, it's a lot of work. Nobody gets into business because they want to wear 72 hats, right? When I started my business, it was because I liked marketing. Well, I was good at marketing. I don't necessarily love it. But I was like, I can do this. And then all of a sudden it was, I need to worry about legal. I need to worry about accounting. I need to worry about all of these different aspects that have nothing to do with what I'm passionate about. And that's what happens when we start a business. And so how can you utilize the resources that you already have that are at your disposal, that are at your fingertips? And that includes your network. Like who is in your network that you could be utilizing for help? Um, I have done some amazing swaps with people too, who are fantastic resources. I have somebody who helps me with my social and I write her email copy. And it's such a beautiful like symbiotic relationship and it's a resource that we are both utilizing. She does not want to write her emails and create funnels and all of these things. And I know that I would be completely inconsistent on Instagram and Facebook if it weren't for her because it just doesn't feel like a priority. It, it is a priority, but it's not when I look at everything I have to do, create, it's taking the time to create the graphics and everything. I'm like, I could, I could outsource this. There's a resource I could use for this to make this easier for me. And so what resources are you utilizing right now? How are you maximizing the time that you do have available? And then the last thing I'm going to tell you when it comes to balancing your work-life balance is to rely on a support system. Now, I will tell you, so my family all lives in New Jersey. My husband's family lives in Texas. 
like right on the New Mexico border. And we live in rural Georgia. There is zero family nearby where we live. None. So if you're like, I don't have anybody, I understand because we didn't have anybody either. And so what happened is, I mean, we just made some really good friends. And I mean, one of those friends, my boys refer to as grandma and grandpa because they're in their late sixties, right? I'm only 32. And so they do, they treat my husband like their son and me like their daughter-in-law and um, and we have a very good relationship. They're wonderful people. You know, all the time they are calling and just asking, like, can we just have the boys for a night? You know, or can they just spend the day out on the farm with us? Like, we would love to just spend some quality time with them when they have a break from school. And so it's been really nice to have people I can trust, people I rely on to help me with whatever it is that we need. And we didn't get there overnight. I just want to say I have lived in Georgia now for four years. My husband has lived here for almost 10 and we are just getting to a place where we have a good group of people. I mean, now we have, we have an abundance of people that we could call in if we needed something, but it didn't start out that way. And so if you're like, I don't have a support system near me, make friends in your church community, make friends um, volunteering somewhere, like however it is that you need to make friends, make friends, because I can tell you it will make a world of difference. I remember it was right at the beginning of COVID um, before anybody knew what it was, right? Nobody was talking about it yet. And I was so sick. I could not stop coughing. um, And then it got to a point where I was like coughing up blood. It was a very scary situation. And Glenn wasn't home and I needed to see a doctor like right away. And so I text the children's director and I was like, do you know anybody who could watch the boys for a few hours while I see a doctor? And literally within minutes, she was like, yep, you can take it to so-and-so's house and they're happy to keep them. I mean, they came to check on me while I was at the doctor because um, they sent me to the hospital for like chest x-ray and all those things. And so they came to see me at the hospital. The wife did offered to keep the kids overnight if I needed to just go home and heal and like get some alone time without having to worry about making them making the kids dinner or anything like that. And so what I will say is like lean on people to help you, to support you, whatever, whatever it is that you need to do, go out and make good, solid friends that you can count on because it is going to make a world of difference in how you balance home life and work life. Um, I could tell you, like, I remember, I remember one time the, the boys were outside playing and then all of a sudden I heard a scream and in comes running my neighbor with the youngest and he had cut his, um, his eyebrow and it was not, it, it required a hospital visit to go get stitches. And I didn't even have to ask. She was like, you take him. I will stay with your your other son until your husband gets home. And he was like on his way home. He was going to be home in 20 minutes. But he wasn't, my oldest wasn't home, like he wasn't old enough to stay home alone. And so I didn't even have to think about it. In an emergency, there was somebody there for me right away. It was not even a, it wasn't even a second thought. And I just think about like when I first moved here, I had nobody, you know, and so it took a lot of work. It took a lot of energy and effort on my part to find these people that I could, you know, lean on for support 
but it has made all the difference. And it gives me total peace of mind that if I need anything, they are available for me. And so there's been plenty of times like the kids have gone out to their pseudo grandparents farm while I am recording for a summit or something, because then the kids are out having fun and I get to do the stuff that I need to do too. And so balancing your work life and your home life does not mean you need to be plugged into both of them 100% of the time and giving them 100% of your energy and attention. But what it does mean is that you're prioritizing things when you are working with it. So it's being intentional when you're working on your business and it's being intentional when you're with your family and not letting the two cross pollinate. And so I hope this has been really helpful for you and I will see you next week with Molly. Thank you so much for listening to the Milk and Honey Show. I hope this episode has helped you feel more confident in the calling God has for you so you can lean into your purpose and impact. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to help more Christian women entrepreneurs just like you. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at the Lemon Price. I'll see you next week.